Phil, that was uh, Igor Ivanik, uh, musician and somewhat mystic. It sounded like his main spiritual background uh, and practice was Sufi. Is that right? Um, it's, so it's, well, it's hard to say because he seems to have had a rather eclectic um, bunch of influences, but Sufism was certainly one of them and certainly an early one. Uh, but he, he talked about his uh, regular practice uh, in a very yogic way, talking about uh, Nadi Yoga and chakras and that sort of thing. So um, he's probably, um, I don't know if he'd say uh, it was mainly Sufi, but certainly an important influence. Yeah, and he talked about the chakras and he talked about uh, energy flow. And uh, it was also interesting, if you look at his website, website you did. You asked him about yeah. all the different influences from hip-hop to jazz to Jimi Hendrix to classical Indian music to classical Western music. He seemed to be all over the block and found spirituality and pleasure from listening to all that. And I, I, I like that. I, it's a good thing. I, yeah. I, I don't think it's, you know, I'm, I'm not one to be stuck in one genre. Right. And I think um, uh, many people are like that. And, and, you know, we've had a few people on talking about music now. Uh, we had Ed Sarath, who teaches jazz mm -hmm. at the University of Michigan, and um, other people. Um, and so this element of sound and rhythm, and um, there's something about the vibratory nature of uh, music that's put together uh, a certain way and how it resonates with a nervous system um, that really, um, I hope people study in a scientific way. Right, right. I was, I was just thinking the same thing, the, the science of it. I mean, why is it that when, I can't even think of it, when somebody scratches uh, a blackboard with their fingernails, one cringes and the, one's body responds to that. Other, other times you hear music that's very melodious and it relaxes you, you have other music that's mood elevating and gives you energy. And then, you know, we both practiced uh, meditation where you think a sound and, mm -hmm. and there, there's an influence from even the, the thinking of a sound. So, so it's a science of, of vibration. And, uh, you know, in Vedic literature, they talk about the, the whole cosmos as, as being silence, vibration coming off of silence. Yeah. Uh, so what speaks to that better than music? And they, and, and they speak of... of vibration of everything being vibration mm -hmm. so i mean we think of things as solid matter and we think of our body as solid matter but um most of the body is water and mm -hmm. probably you know on a more subtle level all the subatomic particles are whizzing around one another and that um, probably uh, a, a really primordial level, there's sound that we can't hear, just the vibration mm -hmm. of, of whatever energy forms make up creation, uh, that also makes up our bodies and our brains. And so, you know, if everything it, it can be understood as vibration, then we're all kind of tuning forks <laughs> in a right, certain right. way. Yeah, I mean, a dog, <laughs> and, so a dog hears we don't hear, yeah, and, and there's probably... Uh, people that have a more sensitive uh, sense of sound. I mean, I would think a musician, somebody that's played music all their life, uh, maybe that's what made them a good musician, 
they were very uh, uh, sensitive in, in their ability to hear uh, different sounds, different vibrations. Yeah. And well, you um, think of think of composers. Um, you know, they they know what combination of sounds to use to evoke certain moods. That's right. you know a very physical thing. Right. And right. you know, listen. You know, scoring a movie, for example. I mean, you know, <laughs> they're cueing certain physiological responses to make you afraid or sad or happy or whatever, excited. So obviously, there's a science to this somewhere. Uh, absolutely, Igor uh, is uh, down in Mississippi, and uh, he has. Uh, Tell us, tell me more because I didn't get it completely from our interview with him about the uh, money he raises for that organization. Yeah, I I know only uh, as much as you do, really. Um, he uh, uses the um, music and mysticism um, forum to uh, raise money uh, for. Uh, post-earthquake um, efforts in Nepal, uh, that I know, and there may be other things as well, so we should invite people to um, look at that on yeah. his website. Which is posted up on the uh, on the podcast right here, so uh, pe- people can see that. And uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to think back, Phil, when I was in school, I was not a music major, but even in, in elementary school, we had music class. If at what point in my life did I did I start thinking about what music really was? Maybe when I was in college and I took a philosophy class, and Plato said some things about music and its deeper meanings and its spiritual aspect and how it related to everything. I think he said, you know, the, the sounds of the spheres, and uh, so there there's a lot there, and and uh, maybe. We should uh, have a subcategory of, uh, of of interviews with uh, musicians discussing music yeah. and spirituality. Well, you know, so many of our listeners um, are um, fans of Indian music, mm-hmm. and um, many of them would be uh, engaged on a somewhat regular basis with uh, chanting in kirtan style. Right. And we've we've had people talk about kirtan as a, a bhakti practice, as a devotional mm-hmm. practice. Um, and actually, that's not a question we we asked Igor, but I'm sure he could have addressed that mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, in the context of uh, a, a spiritual practice mm-hmm. or a group, you know, where where the resonance is even greater, and you're using your voice. I mean, there's, you know, a whole, I think in every spiritual tradition, the, the use of music is is really, really profound. I mean, look, one of our recent is, interviews was with an African-American a pastor. Um, we talked with him about uh, the use of music right. in, in, chur- in church right. and, you know, the role of gospel music. Right. So, you know, it's there in every tradition. Right, right. And, and recently we spoke with Zach Leary. And uh, that's part right. of the spiritual practice. It's a it's an interesting story I want to tell. Was uh, uh, be, my first exposure to Indian music? I think was back in the late '60s, early '70s. I uh, somebody uh, invited me to go to a Ravi Shankar 
Ravi Shankar mm. a concert, and we had great seats, and I'd never heard anything like it, and it kind of blew me no. away. And, uh, yeah. and it was a, a very powerful internal experience, and and but I, I didn't understand that type of music, so it was just purely listening and seeing how it affected me. But, but it was, but afterwards, uh, the uh, friend I went with who knew a little bit more about it said, "Wasn't that a great concert?" I said, yeah. "It was fabulous." I said, "But let me ask you a question." If Ravi Shankar was having a bad night, would you know it? <laughs> because it was so like different and foreign and fast that it was just. Uh, yeah. And, and subsequent to that, I heard him a few more times. And then there was a yeah. another uh, sitar player or vena player, uh, Ali Akbar Khan, who was all yeah, quite yeah. amazing. Yeah, they they're they're great, and he started a school that uh, people uh, in in the Bay Area. Um, as I remember, I saw Ravi Shankar a few times too back in the late '60s and '70s when he became famous. Um, and the first time actually was in Boston, and um, I remember people breaking into applause after what they thought was his first song, and he was just tuning up. Oh, yeah, no, I can relate to that. Because <laughs> I sat there the first time, and he was tuning up, and I thought the same thing. And then when he was shaking his head like he was saying no to the tabla player, I thought something was going wrong, you know. it was. Uh, uh, I had to get used to all that, but fabulous stuff. And, and yeah. uh, uh, Ravi Shankar passed away a couple of years ago. Or, yeah. in, and I think in, he passed away in Encinitas, California, where he lived at least part of the year. And mm -hmm. Very highly revered. And his uh, we should get his daughter on the show. Yeah, that would be great. And and by the way, his one of the major ceremonies after his passing was done at the Self Realization Fellowship uh, Gardens right. there. And by the way, for those listening in, uh, Phil, uh, say a word about the the biography you're working on. Oh, yeah, well, uh, depending on when they listen to this, it could be already done. Right. But uh, as of now, uh, November 9th, 2016, I'm, you know, working on this biography of Yogananda. So uh, tune in in 2018, and it'll be available. Right, and we'll be having somebody on from uh, the Self-Realization Fellowship uh, real soon, I think. Very good. All right, till next time. Phil. All right, Dennis. Over next now. Next time.